Hey everyone, happy International Women's Day. I just want to take a moment before we dive into this episode with the ladies behind the amazing brand Gather, Jess and Mare, to just say how grateful I am to be in this space of sisterhood and self-advocacy and self-care with so many amazing phenomenal women. Without you, the Hey Girl listeners, this show would not be what it is. And I am indebted to all of you for your time, for every comment, like, subscribe, support from across the board, from the books to the podcast to the workshops. This International Women's Day could not pass without me expressing gratitude for you. Thank you for being here. Thank you for sharing space with me. And I hope you have an awesome Sunday. Now for our episode with Mayor and Jess of Gather. Take care. Hi, I'm Alex L. and I write books for a living. The Hey Girl podcast was created with sisterhood and storytelling in mind. Hey girl. Hey girl. Hey girl. Hey girl. Join us as we journey through sharing together. Hey girl. Hey girl. <laughs> Mayor and Jess, it is so nice to have you on the show. I am honored to be able to chat with you today. Can you please let the Hey Girl listeners know who you are and what you do? Yes. Oh, the honor is all ours, Alex. This is a treat. And we're longtime followers and fans and have been very touched by your work. And so it's a pleasure for us to be here. But I'm Marilee and my business partner, Jessica, and I, we run a business called Gather, which makes modern leather goods for women and in hopes of making the world a little bit of an easier and more beautiful place. I've been a Gather customer for years now, I would say. And it's just been so amazing to watch y'all grow and evolve and bloom into such a household name, dare I say. I think it's just wonderful what y'all are offering. So Mayor, I'm going to start with you. How did you get started with Gather? And then Jess, I would love for you to circle back and talk about your experience with the business as well. Yeah, my husband at the time, I had two little kids about five years ago, and my husband was overseas and brought home a big swatch of leather samples. And at the time, we lived in this teeny little apartment, and I was making dinner in the summer, and it was hot, so we would often go outside and eat on a blanket. And my kids, of course, would make a huge mess, and then I'd have to do laundry all the time. <laughs> so he brought home this swatch of leather samples, and one day it just clicked, like, oh, why is there not anything you can sit on that's wipeable and not like a tarp? Oh, this is so beautiful. We could put it under a high chair and diaper changing mats. And it's just really expanded as the years have gone on to evolve into a brand that fill your needs as a mother and as women to make our life a little easier and a little more beautiful. Yeah. And I'll just tag on to that. Um, it's funny. I kind of measure my gather years by my middle child because he was born right before I joined the gather team. So he's five now and it's been five amazing, incredible challenges years <laughs> for us. <laughs> and honestly, Mary and I were just talking to a friend last night about this. Like we could literally be done tomorrow and not make any money off of this. And it wouldn't matter because of like the lessons and opportunities for growth that we've had, um, both personally and as friends. It's just been such a rewarding experience in that way. But yeah, it's just been a ride. It's been a true, <laughs> true ride. 
and we're just grateful that we've like had this opportunity to really like challenge ourselves as women and mothers and business women, like, you know, titles that we weren't originally planning to have, I think. And yeah, it's been amazing. So before Gather came to be, what were you guys doing individually? Jess, why don't you start? Yeah, that's a great question. So I, my background is actually in kind of the public sector. I did a lot of work with nonprofits and I got a master's in public administration and kind of had this hope of really being involved in my community um, and doing, you know, meaningful work in that way. And so right before Gather, I was actually working for Google Fiber here in Provo and I was running just our community management. So all the touch points that we had with community organizations to try and get people connected and get them, I don't know, up to speed in a digital world, especially with the elderly and people who were of lower socioeconomic status. Um, So it was really like amazing. It was hard to leave it behind. I actually like worked almost full time with that and gather at the same time for about a year before I officially left that behind. Um, So it was it was pretty hard just constantly working for a little while. Um, But it's been interesting to see like, how my experiences in that kind of work have really transferred over to building a community with within Gather. And it's different and we're solving different problems and, you know, just in such a different realm that it's been neat to see the overlap and still realize that we can do meaningful work even in, you know, this more commercialized world. So yeah, that's kind of where my background comes from. I, at the time, had um, been teaching dance. I grew up as a dancer and studied at Juilliard during the summers and things growing up and had a dream of, like, opening a conservatory and he taught. Tried for a while and nothing was quite falling into place there. So at the time with Gather, again, I had two little babies and was just not at all planning on starting something, but the idea fell in our laps and we couldn't pass it by. So it was a great chance to jump on something and pursue a creative dream. So something that came up when you guys were talking was the conversation you were having with your friend. And I thought it was really amazing to hear such fulfillment for you to say, if we don't make any money off of this thing, it wasn't time wasted. Can you elaborate on that deep feeling of fulfillment and also what Gather has taught y'all individually and as a team along the way over the past five years about community? Wow. I mean, is there a deeper question? That is very... It feels to me like getting married and having children exposes you to your weaknesses and where you need to rise up in a very like humbling and beautiful way. And owning a business, at least for me, feels like that. It's just another baby that pressures you to become your best self. And so in terms of like how it has changed us and in what ways we've grown in a sense of community, I feel like some of the biggest life lessons I've learned have been from Gather. And there's simple things like focusing on what matters first, putting our priorities straight and letting everything else kind of fall by the wayside. Another thing is just trusting in the journey that it will work out and unfold how it's supposed to. And then I think realizing our capacities that we can become a lot more than we are. I and Jess, both of us have no business training. We weren't prepared for this. And so it has, of course, 
stretched us. And I think that sentence and sentiment that Jess presented of like, this is beyond worth it, just comes from knowing that the purpose of life is to grow. And this has really pushed us to grow. And for that, it's an invaluable sort of irreplaceable experience that we wouldn't trade for the world. Purpose of life is to grow. That might be the title of this podcast. I know that's kind of long, but that's an affirmation. I love that so, so much. And the community aspect, Jess, can you touch on what you've learned about community and how important it is for us to lean on one another during times of abundance and hardship? Yeah, that's a great question. I think I'll pull a little bit from my personal story and then kind of translate that into gather as well. But I've struggled with depression since I was a little girl. And there's been moments in this journey where that has been a really real struggle that I've been balancing while trying to, you know, run a business and still be a mother and wife at home. And I remember this one moment after I had my third, I think third child. So 2017, where a few weeks after I had given birth, I sent Marilee an email and I was like, I'm done. I can't do this. Like I'm crumbling. Like my whole world felt like it was falling apart. And I was in the thick of some postpartum depression. And it was the first time that I think I had actually like opened up to Marilee even with this really deep and personal struggle that I had been facing my whole life, you know, and normally I had kept it very private, but letting her in then and then subsequently over the last few years, as it's still like been, you know, a big point of my life and struggle that I've had has been um, incredible and just like has lifted me in ways that I couldn't have experienced without that friendship and community that I feel with her as a friend and a business partner. And so similarly, like when we look at our community, we're imperfect women trying to do our best. And we see that in our customers, you know, majority of our customers are moms between the ages of like 25 and 40, I'd say. And, you know, they're in the trenches right now of motherhood and they're trying to do their best. They struggle. They have days of hardship and moments of wanting to give up. Like, you know, just, I think the things that connect us as people, we're all experiencing trials. Um, And so one of the things that I feel like we've tried to do over the last few years is create these like sparks of light. I'd say. And so one of the campaigns that we've been doing pretty consistently is sharing a quote every Saturday night. It's called our Gather Hope series. And the intention is to literally gather hope and light and give these women like all business aside, all product aside that we're trying to show you like there's a more important message here that transcends anything that we do from the business side. And that is that sense of community and letting them know like, we're here beside you. We're with you. We know what you're going through. And yes, our products are trying to like solve some of those problems as young moms and make life easier. But just as women and people like we want them to feel a place of light on the internet and a a community that feels non judgmental and embracing of where they are and who they are right now and who they can become. Hey Girl is brought to you by Skillshare. I love Skillshare. You guys have heard me say this before, but I'm a student on their platform and it is so fun to be able to dive into these different classes that they offer. Right now, I'm exploring the creative writing classes. One that's really standing out to me is by Ashley C. Ford and her course is called Creative Personal Writing, Write the Real You. What I love most about Skillshare is that it's an online learning community with thousands of amazing classes covering dozens of creative entrepreneurs 
entrepreneurial skills. You can take a class in everything from photography to creative writing like I am, design to productivity and more. So whether you're returning to a longtime passion project, challenging yourself to get outside of your comfort zone, or simply exploring something new, Skillshare definitely has a class for you. Lifelong learning is important because it keeps our minds open and moving and creative. I love that Skillshare has a little bit of everything for everyone. Join the millions of students, including myself, already learning on Skillshare today with a special offer just for my listeners. Get two months of Skillshare for free when you use my code. That's right. Skillshare is offering Hey Girl listeners two months of unlimited access to thousands of classes for free. To sign up, go to Skillshare.com slash Hey Girl. Again, that's Skillshare.com slash Hey Girl to start your two months now. You will not regret it. Skillshare.com slash Hey Girl. Absolutely. And I think that spark of light is what everyone needs. And I really like how you ladies have managed to combine personal and business and build an authentic community that leans on one another. I love the quotes that you put out. And I also really appreciate that you're able to get people talking. I mean, being on the internet, it can be community in itself, but it's like, how do you get people really talking and then it hopefully connecting offline and talking offline and gather gets people talking offline if you think about it from the table runners to the cushions that Isla absolutely loves she flops on her circular cushion every day we have two at the house and and just having people say hey where's that mat from I love that alphabet mat under her table and then giving your customers a chance to tell your story and also how your products have made it into their home I think that that's really special and important and kudos to y'all for doing that and being able to build something that brings people together. And I think that'll always be like just the underlining motivation for what we're doing is just we want people to be more present in their own lives and see the people around them and we really hope our products like really facilitate that. Moving along, I want to talk about staying faithful to your process. Jess, you mentioned struggling with depression and having a moment where you called Mayor and was like, I'm finished, I'm done. Mayor, let me me direct this question to you. How did you take that news and how were you able to also love on Jess in a way that reminded you of why you guys started working together and how it allows you to stay rooted in your faithfulness as friends and also as people who are just moving through the world in the way that you are? I mean, I remember reading the email waking up and my first reaction, I was like, ill. Like my guts were coming out of me. I was like, oh my. <laughs> so nervous. But we've always had a big focus in our relationship as business partners that our friendship comes first. And it was interesting for me to think like that was three years ago almost. And as Jess was telling the story, I was getting emotional realizing like that was a glimpse of her journey and the tables have turned. The last year my son was diagnosed with a rare genetic syndrome and um, we had to go out of state for him to receive chemotherapy and a bone marrow transplant and because it was pretty time consuming. So I basically wrapped up and closed my books here and went 
went out and spent six months with him for treatment. And just really, it was, it felt full circle as Jess was talking for me to hear like a moment where maybe I helped her in the smallest. I don't know if I did, but to see the last year of her carrying my burden is just the essence. Mm gathering, you know, and putting our priorities in the right place where, hey, Jess, you take your time, you do what you need and take care of yourself. The business is not as important as your health. And I think I responded saying, that sounds great. Whatever you need, I love you, you know, and we talked it through later and she had some space to think about her life. And we, of course, are still here (laughs) because (laughs) incredible, but making sure that we've stayed true to our process was just realizing that, which is so hard, the same friend we were talking about last night, realizing that sometimes life ebbs and flows and it looks different than you imagined and trusting that it's okay to take a break. It's okay to breathe. It's okay to focus on other things and to just trust that journey. How does prayer play a role in your personal lives and in your business? Tremendously, I would say. Um, Mary and I obviously come from a similar faith place and we've really relied on prayer. And I know this is something that's been interesting, I think, to work through as business owners, but it's played a huge role, obviously personally, but also in our business. We've been really prayerful about making big key decisions and trying to involve a God that we know loves us and cares about our path into the details because like we strongly believe that he cares and kind of allowing ourselves to not be alone in that way to really rely on that like heavenly guidance and power and then personally I just feel like I think it's kept me afloat I think prayer is one of my most sacred times of every day it allows me to like disconnect and have a moment of just I don't know like elevation of thought and of presence and breathing and and almost like meditation in a way to really work through the hardships of of life that inevitably come you know like we're just surviving and so I feel like prayer has been instrumental in every part of my life and especially business. Mm, How about you? Oh, that one is really deep. When I think about some of the low points of the business, I'm going to get emotional now. Prayer is obviously like that lifeline when you're at your low points and just reaching heavenward for any sort of strength. But it's also there in the joyful moments. And I think realizing and recognizing that when you place a habit of connecting with that divinity, that it's there for you throughout the ups and downs. And that connection can stabilize you and it can guide you and it helps helps you navigate the waters uh, a little more steadily and with a little more assurance that he's listening and he's guiding you. And I feel like we've seen that in major ways from our business that as soon as we put God first and like drop off the other things that are distractions that um, in significant ways our business has grown that you cannot attribute to anything other than like, I'm trying to do what you're saying, God, and if this is right, like you need to make up that gap and he does and it's nothing short of a miracle. Motherhood, business owners, marriage, (laughs) self-care. 
<laughs> I kind of want to lump that all into a bucket. But how does self-care play a role in your lives today? And let's maybe take the business out of it for a second, because I kind of find that in order to show up anywhere in life, we have to take care of ourselves outside of our obligations. So how do you take care of you first? And then pour into your children, your marriages, your business, friendships, and everything else in between. Jess, why don't you go first? <clears throat> this is a hard one for me because it's not something that comes very naturally to me. It's had to be a very intentional part of my life for it to actually happen. But um, I think with my struggle with depression and just like my personality in general, like I'm a runner, I'm a goer, like I want to do, 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 do. And I'm a people pleaser and all these things, you know, that I've labeled myself over the years. And it didn't leave a lot of space for taking care of myself because I was so worried about like meeting my expectations, other people's expectations. And I think it really took like hitting rock bottom and crumbling and realizing like, okay, like this depression isn't going to go away. Like it's something I have to continually work through to realize like how important self-care was for me, especially in this like heightened state of stress owning a business and being a mother and a wife. Self-care for me right now looks like breathing. It looks like stillness. It looks like prayer. You know, some of these things we've mentioned, like boundaries. And I actually like highly attribute that to you. It's funny when we started our Gather Hope series, I feel like that's when I came across your words. And um, I remember reading something about boundaries and I had just had this huge personal ordeal with a family member. And it was the first time in my life where I allowed myself because of something that I read from you to embrace boundaries as a healthy and good thing and not necessarily a negative you're a horrible person for you know removing someone from your life momentarily or long term or whatever <laughs> and mm -hmm. I feel like self-care for me in the last year and a half has been boundaries and realizing that without them I am not my best self and with them I can overcome my struggles and have the space to grow and learn and be better because I'm, I don't know, I'm allowing myself that room, you know? So anyway, I love boundaries. <laughs> I love them too. And I'm very proud of you. That's amazing. And thank you for sharing. I'm glad that whatever you read resonated and that is major. I'm going to make a list of your self-care boundaries and I'm going to send them to you or self. Yeah, I would say self-care boundaries because that's within the perimeter of prayer and stillness and meditation because without the boundary, the self-boundary to even to do that, we can't really access it. So I'm going to send a list and I'm going to send it to you and maybe that'll be your quote of the week for your community because it's major and so, so important. So thank you for sharing that. I struggle with this too, Alex, mostly because I've always believed in my heart that like when we focus on others, we find joy and mm -hmm. trying to lose yourself in the service of others. And so self-care sometimes feels selfish, <laughs> like, oh, well, I should be focusing on others. But in the last couple of years, I've recognized too that for me as a human to have desires brings greater completion to myself and standing up for those desires increases my capacity, I would say. And so I think for self-care for me, it's just 
trying a little harder to stand up for what's important to me and what will make me become the person I want to be. So again, boundaries like just that, but for me, it's like carving out space for things that are important, like writing or making a little more time to be in a holy place or using the extra amount of time that I have to make a date with my husband, the things that fill up my well. I like that analogy you mentioned that self-care can just be filling up my well. And that is gives me purpose in my service to others. Like I have water to share with others, you know. So I want to loop back to something before we go. Mayor, you mentioned your son being sick and hospitalized, correct? Yeah. What did the power of prayer, the power of trust, and the power of belief teach you about allowing, what did it teach you about showing up and being fully present and being able to step away from the business while you took care of this very important thing. I wanted to touch on that earlier, so I don't want to end without giving you space to share that. Obviously, I think when we face such big unknowns that have great consequence in our lives, it's scary. And I think we can either choose faith or fear. And uh, for the year two leading up to his transplant, he was 14 months when we started treatment. We were just, it was hard to not be drowning in that fear and to let, you know, faith overcome it. So I think prayer enables you to trust that journey and surrender your will to God's and knowing that he wants to bless us and that whatever happens will be what's best for us. So over that course of the year and then during the actual transplant process, believing, praying, trusting, those things I think ultimately led me to be humble and that meek spot lets you turn over the wheel to God and trust that, you know, if Abram makes it, I trust you. And if he doesn't, I trust you. And I know either way you can make this become a holy experience for me and for my family. And and it obviously took a lot of faith and trying to overcome fear and it was practice and it wasn't perfect. And my heart aches for people whose experience didn't end like mine, where the baby doesn't make it, you know, but I think trusting and being in that meek and humble spot where you're in fertile ground and God can use the lesson, however, the outcome, he can use the lesson to make us holier. I think that's what enabled me to get through it and to trust him. I wish I could talk to y'all all day. My goodness, this is just the most fulfilling thing I've, oh my gosh, thank you so much. Okay, so I want you to play this episode back in a year from now, okay? So when that happens, I would like each of you to leave an affirmation for yourselves, your future self, at the end of this episode. So Mayor, what affirmation would you like to leave your future self? I would say you are brave enough, you are strong enough, and you have faith enough. Um, and I would also add that you can do the things God asks you to do. How about you, Jess? Woo. I feel like I would want to tell myself to be believing and to hold on with faith. I feel like those are two things that I am currently trying to work through and things that I will probably need a year from now. So (laughs) thanks for listening to the show today. Please rate, subscribe, and review. Also, feel free to share with a friend. We love having our community grow. Music is by DC's own Kokai. The Hey Girl Podcast is produced by Wayne Bertram and me. 
Alex L.